I was with Joe in India. Uh, Ali, I don't. It's been a lot of years ago now, and that was the trip that about broke me. I mean, literally, physically, it was just more than I could handle. More than that, well, in the natural, more than I could handle, more than I could manage. And I then I had to stop and look at Joe, and I thought, well, Joe's got a couple of years on me, not a lot, but a couple of years on me. And I thought, as long as Joe Smith keeps going, I'm going to keep going, <laughs> you know. But uh, Joe and Rita have been such a, a blessing uh, in the area of missions. Joe's led, Joe and Rita have led in the area of generosity, in the area of just faithfulness in missions. And um, I'm just telling you right now that it's not over. We're not finished. We're not finished. We're beginning a brand new season. I guess you ever finish a book and you get to the end of the book and you're going, oh, I didn't want that book to end. I love that book. Well, you know what? I want you to know we're just getting ready to start another uh, volume, another chapter, another whatever you want to call it. And if you can look back, because I know sometimes we look back and we, we hear stories of what has happened and we're thinking, I wasn't here then. I wasn't around or I didn't go. I wasn't there. Well, you know what? Here we are and we're going forward. We're going forward. Things are, are opening up and we're going to begin to be able to go. And, and I'm going to just encourage you. Pastor Messer used to say, if you don't have a passport, go get a passport. Because you can't go anywhere out of this country other than just, well, you can't even go to Mexico anymore without a passport, really. I guess you can sneak in and sneak out, but that's not advised. But at any rate, uh, you need a passport. Uh, if you have any, any willingness, anything in you, in your heart, to, to do something for God, he might, he just might ask you, call you, draw you to go to another country. And you're thinking, well, how can I afford that? Let me tell you, when we took, we took something like, how many kids, Dana? We took 20, 22 kids, 27 people. It was, you know, counting adults, about 27 people to Guatemala one year uh, when we were pastoring the youth. And you might say, well, how, how much did that cost? Well, it was about probably $1,200 uh, a kid, something like that. Well, how did you get the money? Well, we told them to go home and get it. No, we didn't. We helped them raise it. We helped them because here's what we did. We, 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 we have this, we have faith for finances. We do. We have, but you know what? I haven't had a real serious pull on that in a long, long time. But you know, if you are willing, as I was walking up this morning, the Lord gave me a scripture. And Ralph, if you're watching, this is the verse that God gave me. I shared it with Ralph this morning on text, and he watches our services online. And it was Isaiah 1, verse 19. And it says, if you will be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. If you'll be willing and obedient. It's one thing to be obedient. All right, I'll do it. Fine. Oh, well, that's not willing. <laughs> But if he'll be willing, say, Lord, I'm willing, but I don't know how. You know, he'll open the door. He'll make a way. He'll prepare something before you. He'll, 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 he'll connect you with somebody that will help you. And you know, you know what? If, if we're talking about missions, this church will help. If you are, have a heart to go to the nations, uh, we'll help. What does that mean? It just simply means that God's put things on our heart to do. And uh, it, may not be, it may not be long-term. It may be. I don't really know. But I do know this. God's called us to be missionaries in our city, in our family, in our nation, in our world. And so I just want you to, matter of fact, I'm going to take a second. I'm going to finish what I started two weeks ago. I had another whole thing I was going to work towards. But since Joe went so long, you know, <laughs> it's all good, Joe. Thanks. <laughs> But uh, I just, what I want to do at the end of this service, and you know, it's all voluntary. I'm just sitting there. I haven't said anything to anybody. But uh, 
I want to finish preaching this, and then here's what I want to do. I'm going to ask, on your way out today, if you would come through and let Joe and I and whoever, maybe the leadership here, those of us, just lay hands on you and pray for you because I believe this is a new season. And I don't want, I don't want anyone to feel like an outsider. Oh, well, you know, we're new or, oh, we don't. Listen, if you're here, God's connected you, God's added you, please take a minute and let us, and we're not going to take a long time. We're just going to pray in Jesus' name. Just going to pray in Jesus' name, blessing and grace and whatever. If you say, well, I don't want to do that, it's all good. But I want to, as your pastor, as your pastors, I think it's important for us to lay hands and just to pray as we enter a brand new season. Let's just jump into this uh, last, we've been talking about praise. And uh, uh, we talked about four truths about praise. We're at the last one today. And the last one today, this is the last one I've got written down. There's so many things about praise. Praise is not a narrow little thin, you know, thing. Oh, that's just something we do, that 30-minute thing we do before where other people sing. And I sit there and go, are we done yet? Praise is a part of our life. It's what we do as Christians. We praise God. And even if you're, if you're, in, a, if you're in a place of heaviness or depression, or and Joe's got a story on this. He shared it the other day, a uh, testimony on this, uh, about how the, he went through a time of depression. And basically, I've been through it, and a lot of us in this house have been through it. The Bible says that he gives us the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And we get heavy. There's thing, heavy things come on our life. Heaviness, pressures, disappointments, discouragement, things that didn't work out, things that went the wrong way. And we can become so disillusioned and, and, and discouraged. But I want you to know, if we will just go and, and step in, where's that garment of praise? It's right here. And we can just reach out and put that garment of praise on. And we can just begin to worship God. I love you. I worship you. I praise you. I thank you that you're God, the God that makes a way. You're the God that opens doors that no man can close. You're a God that closes doors that no man can open. You begin to praise God. You're the, you're the God that created all things and you do all things well. I want you to know praise and worship is not just a, a, a minute or a 30 second little blurb that we, that we say. It's us digging out of our heart. This morning, this morning, the, the truth about praise I want to talk to you about is that praise defeats the enemy. It defeats the enemy. You have enemies. The enemy of your soul is the devil. The enemy of your dreams, the enemy of your family is the devil. You have an enemy. You have, a, 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 you have an enemy. And that enemy would like to see you go down in ashes. He would like to see you... Uh, uh, just kind of go off the edge. Never fulfill the things that God has called you to fulfill. That's what the devil wants to do. He wants to disappoint and discourage and cause your heart to be so just out of focus and out of sorts that it's like, why even try? Why even try? I want you to know you need to go get that garment of praise. Go put it on. Go where? Right here. You put it on. You put it on with your, with your words and you begin to honor God. You begin to worship God. You begin to praise God. You begin to tell him. And I'll tell you what, when God arises, we said it already this morning, what happens? His enemies scatter. Praise defeats the enemy. I love the song, this is how I fight my battles. How do you fight your battles? Well, we fight them on our knees, yes. We fight them with praise. We fight them by, by honoring God with obedience, 
But one way we fight the devil, we fight the enemy, is with praise. We praise him. Genesis 29, verse 35, uh, it, says, it says, After giving birth to a son, Leah said, this, is, this time I will praise the Lord. Now, Leah was having lots of children at this time, but she wasn't seeing the things that God wanted uh, for her life. She had a husband that didn't love her because he didn't really want to marry her. He got her by accident. He was in love with Rachel. You can take time to read all that for yourself. But the, but the story here, she was crying out to God. She was crying out to God. I just want to be loved. I just want God's purpose in my life fulfilled. And so she has another son, and she names him Judah, which means praise. And she says, and why did she name him praise? Because she says, this time I will praise the Lord. This time I'm going to, no matter what, I'm going to praise the Lord. Praise Praise is, is something, as a matter of fact, if you, if you continue on and look the word praise up, praise, it says, will plow. Praise will plow up a heart. It will plow up a hard heart. It'll plow up a religious heart. It'll plow up a heart of discouragement, a heart of unbelief. If you just allow praise to just begin to, to come out of your heart, out of your mouth, and you begin to praise God, it begins to bust up and to break up that religious soil. That disappointed soil, that soil that has, seems like it's so far removed from what God might do in your life. Well, if God was going to do it, he would have surely done it by now. I'm telling you right now, there's a God and he's a young God. Don't look at God like he's 150 million years old. He's just coming over, we're going to do for you. God is young. He's young. Because God is spirit. Because God is spirit. You know, in my inside, I don't feel my age. Outside, every day of it, I feel it. But inside, my heart, I feel young. I see myself, you know, in my heart, I see myself doing things, you know, that, that I used to do, or maybe things that I never even could do back then. But I see myself doing things, and going places, and, and being who God called me to be. But if I don't know it in my heart, then you know what? It doesn't matter what I feel like because when I was young, my heart wasn't expanded to the place where it is now, where I could fight the devil off. If God spoke something to me, I didn't know how to fight the enemy off. I was 19 years old at the old building when this building was over uh, on First Avenue. I was there, and I was sitting there, and uh, I don't know, just a year out of high school, a year or so out of high school, and I was sitting there, and we had an evangelist come, and I mean, we're praising God and honoring and loving God. I just, I loved, when I got saved, praise and worship became a part of my life. And I was just sitting there, and this evangelist was there, and he looks at me, and he says, young man, stand up, and I'm going, me? Yeah, yeah, you, stand up. It was Al Fury. And stood me up, stood me in the aisle, and he said, let me tell you right now. And he began to speak and to prophesy. And he said, you, you will travel the nations of the earth. Your feet will go to nations. You will preach the gospel. And I'm thinking, dude, I, I ain't even been to San Diego, man. I mean, I ain't been nowhere. I've had been no place. But you know what? Something got inside my heart. And God began to expand that. And through praise, it began to take life, take on a life. It began to come alive. And I began to want, well, you know, I wasn't like looking at that and going, come on, let's make it happen. It was in my heart. I was pondering it in my heart, pondering it, 
God wants to speak some words to you today. But let me tell you what, the devil comes immediately to steal whatever it is that God speaks to you. If God speaks something good to you and you look at your circumstances and say, well, yeah, but look, <laughs> look at my life. Look at what's going on around me. This is how I fight my battles. I praise God that he will finish the work that he's begun in me. I thank God that he will make a way where there is no way. I thank God that he's the, 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 the way maker, the promise keeper. I praise God that he, is the, he knows the beginning from the end and he can change the course of anything going on in my life. Or I can go sit down and go, well, I don't know, I guess if God wants to do it, he'll do it. Let me tell you what. Praise is an act of faith. It's an act of faith. It's not an act of desperation. And if it is an act of desperation, offer it anyway. But the truth is, praise doesn't need to only come out when we're desperate. Praise needs to be birthing and be flowing from our life and flowing out of our heart as a lifestyle. There was a time, and I'm ashamed to say it, then Dana could ask me for anything in the world, two o'clock in the morning, she go, <coughs> oh, I'm really thirsty. Um, I'm, I'm up. We'll go, and I'm running in there, getting her a glass. Well, you want ice in that? Whatever it is. I mean, it's just like, because there was something in me. Now, I love my wife, and I'm, but I'm just saying my, my, my old body is saying, well, maybe she can upgrade herself. She's a little younger than me. But the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, is I want that heart back for God, for her. I want that heart back. And that heart doesn't come back without a softening, a breaking up. This is how I fight my battles, church, with praise. It's not with yelling and screaming at the devil. And, I rebuke you, devil. I rebuke you. I'm not against that either. I rebuke the devil when I pray. But let me tell you what. I don't want to talk to the devil all day long. I don't want the devil to be in the main thing on my, on my radar screen. I don't want the devil to even come to my mind unless God says, I need you to do something about that devil and flick him out of the picture. I rebuke you, Satan. You never hear Jesus spending all of his time talking about the devil. He didn't talk about the devil that much. He talked more about money than anything. But the truth is God wants us to believe him. He wants us to allow our hearts to be softened. And let me tell you, the first battle you have to win is the battle for your heart. It's this right here. The battle, when I say heart, I'm talking about your blood pump. I'm talking about your inner man, your spiritual man. This is the battle you got to win, that you can dream and you can visualize, God, what do you want to do in me? What do you want to do through me? I am, are you willing? Because I think that's what he's asking today. Are you willing? Are you willing? Well, yes is the correct answer. But if you're willing and he asks you to do something and we start grumbling, we're not willing. If we're willing, he can ask us to do anything. He's not going to ask you to jump off of the roof on your head. He's not going to ask you to give away the farm. He's probably going to ask you to begin to do some things, to do some maintenance about with your life. That's probably what he's going to do. He's going to begin to deal with us in our everyday life. See, we want to go from zero to hero. And he wants us to go from where we are to one step forward. You know, if you took a step forward in faith every single day, you'd be 365 days further ahead. If you were to, to make a decision every day, I'm going to respond to God in faith. How's that? Well, what is faith? I'm going to speak the word out to it. I'm going to praise God for the answer. You know, we've been believing uh, for years for Pastor Ralph. 
that he's coming out of that prison. He's coming out. And see, some of us might go, well, after seven years, I, I don't care. I, I mean, I do care, but I don't care if it's been seven years. You know what I am? I'm a man, and we're a church of faith. And we're going to speak life. Now, I have, have I gotten down in my, in my heart and my things over the years? Yes, I have. But you know what? It doesn't do anybody any good when I'm discouraged and disappointed, or you. It doesn't do anybody good, any good when you're disappointed and discouraged. How do we cause disappointment and discourage to flee? Praise the Lord. This is how I fight my battles, church. I praise God. I put some worship music on maybe, or for me, I'll pick up a guitar or whatever. I'll just, but I'll begin to praise God. I don't have to have music to praise God. I can praise God in the car driving down the road. Might want to roll the windows up. Somebody going, ah, weirdo over there. I don't, I don't care though. This is how I fight my battles with praise. With praise. Revelation 5, verse 5 tells us, uh, but the, the, the 20, but the one, one of the 24 elders said to me, Stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir of David's throne, has won the victory. The lion of the tribe of Judah. Who do we worship? See, praise is worship, are powerful. I wrote this down this morning. Uh, let me find it real quick. One more page over. Uh, praise is powerful, but it depends on who you're praising. Praise is powerful, but who are we praising? Well, I'm praising God. Who is God? Well, he's, you know, God, the creator. Who? who, who? And we've got to begin to, 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 to put some, some form to this God. He's the God that, that never fails. He's the God that brings us out of darkness. He's the God that, that opens doors that have been closed for seven years. He's the God that, that turns things around. That's this God. That's this God. That's this God. Praise is powerful, but it depends on who you praise. And it's not just an, you know, an exercise. You know, we go to the gym, or I, maybe some, I do every, I do twice a year whether I need it or not. But you go to the gym, maybe, and you sit there, and instead of, you know, you're focusing on what you're doing, I'm thinking about, mm, I'm going to go get me a latte after this is over. <laughs> We've got to be praising God. God, I worship you. I praise you. And if you think I'm lying about the latte, you're wrong. But we're praising God. Which, who is he? Who is he? He's the God that can make a way out of that situation, out of that circumstance, out of that condition, out of those things that you think there's no way to get out of. He will and can make a way. He can and he will. All right. All right. All right. Thank you, Jesus. All right. I'm not going to talk about the devil. I'm not going to give him a platform. I'm not going to give him a platform in my life. You know, here's the last, maybe one or two verses and we're done. Maybe one verse. First uh, Peter chapter 8, 5 verse 8. First Peter 5 8. It says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Oh, the devil's going to get you. Ooh, the devil's wandering around. Ooh, here's the thing. Well, let's put this in context. He, he, he roams around like a roaring liar. He's a liar. And when he tells you, you can't do that. You know what? God doesn't love you. God isn't going to do that for you. God's not going to make a way. Here's the thing. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Devil, you're a liar. He's the, he's the liar of all liars. He's the father of lies. That's who he is. 
But you would never know it without knowing God's word, without taking the promises of God. He's a way maker. What's the other words? <laughs> Miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. <laughs> that's, that, and that's who you are. That's who you are. That's who he is. But the devil would like to tell you he's the promise forgetter. He's the promise forgetter. He's the, he's the darkness of all darknesses. He's, he's off somewhere. He's not involved. You're in the midst of a hopeless situation. I am telling you today, and I'm going to finish and pray right now. And then I'm going to ask, after we pray, I'm going to ask folks to come up. I mean, if you, as you leave, whatever, we'll be right here. and We're just going to pray. And you guys can go. But here's the thing. I believe with all of my heart that there's people in this room this morning, and you have been raised in darkness. Not because you're bad people, but because you just didn't know. Didn't know. I was raised in darkness in, in a lot of different areas of my life as a young boy. I was raised in darkness. I didn't know anything about God. I just thought you get what you get. You be a good boy, you get good. If you be a bad boy, you get bad. But I'm going to tell you right now, God changes things. And you might be in a situation where maybe in a legal sense, was like, this can't change because of that. I'm going to tell you right now, God can turn it around. He can change your situation. He can cause, he can bring life out of death. He can bring light out of darkness. He can bring hope out of hopelessness. And if you're willing to let God do that this morning, then I'm going to take a minute, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to, we're going to just go home. But I'm going to ask you to come through here and let us pray for you. Joe, you're going to have to come up here. I won't call it a, a tunnel of fire, but we're just going to pray over people because <laughs> I want to pray for people. Okay? Thank you, Lord. I'll give you direction on that in just a second. Father, thank you this morning. Thank you this morning. Thank you this morning, Lord, for life. You've given us life, Lord. We're not just people wandering around in darkness, Lord. We're, we're sons and daughters. We're children of God. And Lord, I pray, Father, Lord, there may be prodigals here this morning. And I pray you draw their hearts to come back, to come back to that place, Lord. Uh, Lord, to you. Lord, not to an organization, to you. Come back to you, Lord, wholeheartedly to do the things that you've called and you've promised and you've spoken into their lives to do. And Lord, there may be people here this morning that have never made a commitment to you. I pray in Jesus' name that you draw their heart. There may be people watching online that, that maybe they're in that same boat. Maybe they're, 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 they're separated for some reason. Maybe something's broken. But Lord, I thank you that you're the healer of the broken hearts and you're the restorer of that thing and those things which are which seem to be irreparable, but you repair them. Lord, you don't just repair them, you make them new. You give us new hearts. You give us promises, Lord, that never, ever, ever end. We honor you this morning. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name.